And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbro. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleep Hawk Worldwide Podcast. This is Sleep Dog. I'm fully vaccinated. There's 14 people here live on Instagram. I mean, God, we're going to blow. I hope the servers can keep up with what we got going on here uh, with the Big Hawk. What's up, dude? What's up, everybody? It's the Big Hawk checking in. Uh, we got a great pod for the for you guys today. We're going to discuss a lot of different topics, obviously. UNC basketball, the momentum, the momentum, movement, uh, momentum. Um, whatever the moo man, yeah, moo man, uh, with uh, Hubert coming in, uh, he's he's excited, I'm excited, fired up, let's go. Uh, looks like we're getting some players in the uh, transfer portal. Uh, let us know who, what your thoughts are on that, um, and we'll answer anything, um, and everything on here on SHWW. Yeah, well, Walker Kessler ain't walking through that door anytime soon, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about uh, UNC hiring Hubert Davis. We had talked last about uh, Coach Williams retiring. We haven't really had much to say on Hubert yet. The Masters was last weekend, Tigerless Masters. And for all you ladies out there, we just found out, I guess we just found out today, although I think it was announced two days ago, Bachelorette Season 2. Uh, June 7th start date. So uh, mark your calendars for the Sleephawk Worldwide uh, coverage. There's a lot of other stuff that, you know, we may stray into. But of course, as always, we are interested in hearing what you guys want us to talk about. So feel free to feed that over to us and we will try to touch on it. But I think probably Big Hawk, the biggest thing people want to know is how you feel about Hubert Davis. I'm excited. Uh, you know, I love Hubert. Hubert's one of the nicest people I know. Um, been watching his press conferences, uh, how he's talking. Looks like he's got a lot of energy and a lot of fire. So I'm really excited about that. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm excited. Um, I'm also interested to see what kind of style he's going to uh, impose on this new, uh, as he takes over, um, the head coach. Um, you know, there's always some things that as an assistant coach, you kind of want to change, but you don't. Uh, but I'm, I'm very curious to see, uh, what the style is and how he's going to, um, what his style is going to be, uh, coach Williams up and down pace fast, um, kind of throw it inside basketball. I'm going to see, uh, be curious what Hubert likes to do. Um, but, uh, you know, I can see him doing a few things a little different. Uh, he is an outside shooter. So, um, that is something that, uh, we lacked. Um, so maybe he could teach some of the guys how to shoot. That would be great. Um, but you mentioned Walker Kessler's not walking through that door. We love Walker. Wish him all the best at Auburn. Uh, wish he would have came back to Carolina. We think Carolina is the spot for him. Uh, obviously he didn't, but best of luck to him. And uh, hope he does well. Wish he was in Carolina Blue. Didn't happen. I think it came down to us in Auburn. I don't think it was a easy decision for him and his family. Um, that's the thing that I loved about Hubert coming in, getting the job, and he said, "I won't walk back." And uh, you know, that's kind of what I mentioned on our last pod: is when you lose some games and you end your season ends early, and you don't really have time to process everything as a whole. You kind of look at the negative things right from the get and uh, make an overreaction at times. So I think Walk thought about it and then, you know, looked into coming back possibly. But, you know, Auburn is in uh, his new his new destination. So all the best. Yeah, that would have been a hell of a pull right out of the jump for Hubert to get him back. Because uh, I think anybody that's uh, 
got any sense about him. Would have loved to have seen him come back. Again, same, yeah, honest thing though. I mean, the kid wanted to go somewhere else. He went somewhere else. And, you know, I don't know what the hell you see in Auburn, uh, but I don't play basketball. Uh, and I ain't from anywhere close to Auburn and I never really cared one way or the other. So it'll be interesting. I mean, ACC to SEC, a lot of people argue this year, SEC or the last couple of years. I'm sorry, the ACC hasn't been that great. So, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know what drove him there, but, you know, like I said, happy for him. Hubert Davis, a big fan. I think, I, you know, like I said on the last pod or previous pods, I would have rather seen Wes at this point. But, I mean, you can't argue with Hubert Davis. He's a Carolina guy, played there, played in the NBA. Everybody says he's a great recruiter. Um you know, I don't know anything about, you know, what, what all goes into making a great recruiter, but we certainly, uh, you know, certainly an important part. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how, you know, um, his style differs to your point, uh, from, you know, what we're used to seeing and, and kind of how, you know, the caliber or, and, or skill set and players that he's looking for, uh, especially in my opinion, um, guard play right i mean we perennially have uh you know great point guards and we'll see if see if hubert can can kind of continue that tradition but it'd be a wild off season football kickoff before too long and things will go kind of dormant on the basketball front i assume as far as these transfers go uh <laughs> clueless me uh everybody is on here talking the one dude that i saw so we got the guy from virginia no idea what his name is uh, I learned all this stuff like guys a week before the season starts. And then the other dude, okay, from Oklahoma that we offered. I don't think he's he's necessarily come yet. I saw that on Instagram and I was like, he just looks like a player that the other teams are gonna hate. I don't know anything about him though. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. This whole transfer portal uh is definitely uh something new. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh who we get and how they um how how they help the team. Uh, I think a lot of people, when you uh, look at um, next year's roster, what do we need? Uh, obviously, I think Kerwin's our only outside consistent shooter. So that would be nice for uh, to get a shooter in the transfer portal. And we went from an overload of bigs to now kind of like needing a couple athletic bigs that can run the court and do a lot of different things. A dynamic big would be amazing. But uh We'll take anything, you know, modern basketball, you don't have like a, you know, position, you know, a lot of teams are just playing positionless uh, basketball. So I'm going to be curious if that's going to be something that Hubert wants to implement. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm not sure when everyone has to decide in this transfer portal, but uh, hopefully everything you know, becomes finalized. We can know who is where and what we're going to have on this team. So I'm excited about it. Obviously uh, we're both fully vaccinated now. So I'm looking forward to being around the guys and playing some pickup this summer. So I'll have some info for you guys. I'll get the rundown, the scouting report on each player, but um, that's uh that's something I'm looking forward to as well. Guys, I got a good, great question came in uh, about who we think Hubert should hire to fill the remaining two bench spots. But I had to pause there because Sleep Dog got his vaccination today too, his second one. And if there's anything you need to know about Sleep Dog is he does not do needles. Um, that being said, I walked in there like the rock, sat down, got the shot, walked out, drove home, feeling great. Also went to the gym today for the first time in like probably two years, can barely walk already. They say about 12 hours after you get the second dose, you're going to feel like Matt Gates at 
uh, Congress hearing coming up on him or something. And so, yeah, I'm really interested to see what I feel like in the morning because uh, I'm going to have like kind of the perfect storm of pain and not a big pain guy, uh, but fully vaccinated. And like what, two weeks from now, I think that makes me like pretty invincible. Um, so I'm hyped up about it. Uh, anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. No, it's true. I got my second dose about a week or so ago and, uh, it put me down. It didn't, you know, and I had COVID. So, um, yeah, it did. Uh, it's just, it's not serious. Just a little Dave kind of like some people don't feel anything. You might not feel a thing, but you might get a little achiness or whatever, but you'll be fine. Old sleep dog bounces back. You might have the four or five on, but he's going to come back around and he'll be, uh, you know, he'll be good. And old sleep, man, he does have a little anxiety when it comes to needles. He doesn't like needles. Uh, they don't really bother me, but Hey, you know, everyone's a little different. Yeah. So it was funny cause, uh, today, um, I'm sitting there and there's a Walgreens, I'm going to Walgreens and I'm like, um, I'm sitting there and I get there on time. 1030 is my appointment. And then, you know, I'm sitting in the waiting area and I guess you could register like or fill out the paperwork online so you know you show up and it's there's only one person in there at a time so you kind of know where your order is and like i'm just sitting there like bouncing my leg you know just ready to get it over with i either want it to take forever like just i mean i'll be the last i'll sit there for 12 hours just so i can you know delay it but at the same time like i kind of just wanted to be over with and so uh they got right up to where they were gonna like i'm obvious and they're calling one going in there two minutes shot they come out they call the next one two minutes shot come out next guy and so like it's my turn and like for literally dude 20 minutes i'm sitting there and i'm just like sweating like i'm trying to take my mind off of it sit down and for me it's like they start rubbing the alcohol mm. and i just fortunately got the mask on so it helped but as soon as that happens man i'm just like whew, just really really pumping on the breathing and that class that you take like before i think like pregnant ladies give birth they do the like like I'm in there just like really focused on like staying alive. Uh, they hit me with it. Uh, I think I did great little woozy, uh, on the dismount from the chair. Uh, but managed to, um, yeah, just managed to, to shake it off. And, and then all I've done since is like every little weird thing that happens. I'm like, Oh, is this it? Like, is this where I'm going to start feeling like shit so far? So good. I've been drinking a lot of like juices from the local uh, juice bar down the street. No idea if that stuff really works, but I'm just pumping it in my system, hoping that like whatever's in this stuff, uh, tur turmeric, all I know is that stuff tastes terrible, but it's supposed to be good for you. And who knows, man, uh, maybe I, maybe, I don't know, maybe I flipped the switch and just, you know, just tackle this thing. Well, the thing is, uh, first of all, with the juices, if it's cold press, cold pressed, mm -hmm. um, is for sure going to help. There's no question about it. That's science. And, um, so one, I think you do have immunity to a lot of other things, as long as you drink the cold pressed juices and uh, as long as they come in the little, yeah, the, the little juice, yeah, little shot. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good. It's been about is eight bucks on one of these turmeric bad boys. Just this turmeric. is pineapple and turmeric, oh, which pineapple is supposed and to yes, like okay. break yeah. stuff that's down. A, that's a combination that cures everything. Look, this is not um, an endorsement, but there's this place in Raleigh <laughs> called, <laughs> don't do uh, <laughs> called Cold Off the Press. Uh, oh, Rishi, don't do turmeric. Really? Oh, Oh, and don't do it. I thought that was like a declarative, like don't do it. But yeah, anyway, it tastes weird, but 
this place called off the press is legit. If you're in the Raleigh area, like I walk there most days. And like, here's the thing. I have no clue if this stuff's actually helpful. Uh, I do have a clue that it's expensive as shit, but it makes you just feel like you're drinking it. You're just sort of like, yeah, I, I do think this is actually working. Um, anyway, we're uh, we're getting off topic here, but I think. But it's- if it has uh, CBD oil. Then you're good. Yeah. They got CBD infused water. Who doesn't have CBD now? I mean, everywhere you go, I turn around. I can't, I I mean, it's like I walk in a gas station. They're trying to sell me some CBD. Does everyone make CBD? Great segue for the masters. Guess who is sponsored? Did you watch the match? Guess who's sponsored by like CBD MD? What, what is MD? Like, like web MD, like medical doctor. But I think they probably just have like a quack who lent his name to it so they could call themselves CBDMD, but it's Patrick Reed. Dude, Patrick Reed was decked out in CBDMD sponsorship gear. Made me never want to try that stuff. I've done the CBD a couple of times and like honestly have no clue if it like actually felt any different. Um, But (laughs) then I saw like, you kind of want to believe it because it's like, oh, this is like the legalized weed, right? But it doesn't get you high or anything. It's supposed to have all these like, renewal renewing properties and you see patrick reed at the masters wearing cbd shit and it just makes me be like all right probably ain't gonna use any of this shit anymore yeah well here's the thing about the everything is like if you take it and it makes you feel better mentally and you're like oh i'm doing something to help someone i think that has an effect in itself but is you know it's like the guy who goes to the gym that's taking every supplement in the book and He's just barely getting a lift out, uh, you know, a good lift in. And then he goes home and piles in Oreos and <laughs> ding dongs and uh, oatmeal cream pies and then has the whole milk. Yeah, I'm not sure. You Maybe you should cut out the snacks at night before you do the supplements. I mean, I don't think you need to have an Olympic supplement plan um, just as an average person. But all this stuff is who knows if it really works. And also, there's not really... A lot of people governing all these supplements. If I can walk into a 7-Eleven and have some guy uh, trying to sell me some medical grade CBD, (laughs) there's a good chance I'm not going to take. I probably won't take CBD, uh, but I know there's a lot of some people swear by it. Um, I've tried it. You know, you know, does it work? I don't know. Do I do I do everything? I stretch. I work out. uh, I try to get good sleep. Is there other habits I could uh, do better and probably get more results out of lifestyle changes. Yes. I think that would be more beneficial than compounding every supplement into your body and then just trying to see a result. But, you know, I, you know, everything, everybody's different. If this like rests your mind and you feel like you're helping yourself doing it, then it's doing something for you. Yeah. Placebo effect, man. You psych yourself into it. It's all psychological. I went to the gym this morning, like I was saying in the onset for the first time in God knows how long. And like, literally it's one of those like, uh, like, like consolidated, like very small class things. Right. And they got your own personalized plan and all that shit. And like, dude, we're doing the warm ups, and I'm like, bro, I ain't gonna make it an hour in here. I mean, we're doing like, uh, like all these stretches. And, and you know what I hate about being new in the gym and a gym like this is it's like everybody else knows what all this shit is. And so like you're just standing around like a dumbass while everybody else is doing all these weird stretches and, and it got all these names. And and I'm just standing there like with my mask on around my face like, uh, you know, and then like I'm the only one sweating and about, you know, 
I got, I did it first thing this morning, five fifty. I'm in there. I'm, you know, I'm committed. Right. And, um, uh, about God, I don't know. Noon 50. I was like, dude, this is not going to be good for me tomorrow. Like my whole body hurts right now. I've taken four Tylenol at a time, at least five times a day, which is probably not like what you're supposed to do, but I'm in for it tomorrow. Um, so I almost hope that I can just double down on, you know, just getting the, 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 the vaccine bug so that I can just, uh, you know, complain. Cause one of my, that's one of my favorite, you know, favorite pastimes. Well, here's the thing is like, you know, everybody. So I've, I haven't uh, had much experience at a public gym and I know it's a whole new ballpark. Uh, my girlfriend goes to a gym. It's kind of like, kind of like meditation for her. And, uh, <laughs> Some guy said five Tylenol. Good God. What else you got going on, man? If you, you chronic pain. I didn't snort him, dude. I just <laughs> swamped down with a turmeric shot. Um, but uh, yeah, so the whole like public gym, that's like a, another thing is every time I go into a public gym, you know, as a guy, I'm pretty much bigger than most people there, but you have the meatheads and oh, then dude. you have the people that you feel like just staring you down. Then, you know, I've, tend to have be a meathead. I have my meathead moments too. And I'm like, okay, what's up? And I try to crank it up and I just feel like I'm in a contest with everybody in the gym. And, uh, and, um, it just always gets a little intimidating, but, uh, I, I haven't played basketball at the YMCA, but, uh, my brother, Ben, this is funny. Who also played for the Pacers when I was there and played at Notre Dame. He he joined <laughs> he joined the Y and played in like some rec league or whatever and was just dropping like fifty points <laughs> a night and just shooting everything. It was absolutely hilarious. Um, I bet there's a lot of people that don't recognize your brother in a situation like that. Like, cause your brother, how tall is Ben? He's about six four. Okay, so he's taller. And he, you know, he's not like a six four in shape anymore. He's like escalated. If anybody knows, remember the and one <laughs> basketball. Uh, he he's but the thing is, my brother, for as big as he is now, he can move, and it's unbelievable. But he can't move for a long. He can sustain like the quick. At now, he's like thirty three now. Mm. And so I'm not sure how much longer he, his body can actually sustain like the quick movements or it's going to be like an injury, but he used to go out to the Y and get buckets. But, um, yeah, it's always funny, the Y thing, but also what you're talking about is, uh, the tired, like the warm up being harder than the actual, uh, oh my workout. God. And I can relate to that because sometimes Jonas Serration, the UNC men's strength coach, strength and conditioning coach, who's uh, one of my best friends. I remember back in the day, we used to go and work out. Sometimes these warm ups, you know, I'm like, well, hey, uh, is this a workout or the warm up? And everyone can relate just being exhausted in the middle of a warm up. And then you're like, what what do we have in store for us? We're warming up this yeah. hard. Oh my God. Warming up this hard. What is this workout going to be? Holy because shit. I need to get my mentals right before we tackle so this. I thing. feel like I'm about to throw the javelin at the Tokyo Olympics, man. I'm doing like lunges, right? I mean, anybody that, dude, if you start doing, I, I bet 80% of America, if they try to do 10 lunges on each leg, would fall out. I mean, dude, I don't give a shit how good a shape you think you're in. I do a pretty decent amount of running. 
And I'm going out there like trying to do lunges, bro. It's just a different story. I mean, I feel like I got six golf balls in my hamstrings, just all knotted up, dude. And uh, and then somebody's in there yelling at me at 5:30 in the morning to get lower. I'm like, get real, dude. I'm trying to str- I'm trying to warm up here. Um, I'll probably be out of commission for two weeks. I mean, I don't really understand that business model. Here's the one thing though that was really funny to me. So I'm like one of those cyclical gym guys. Like I, I go to the gym once. I'll go to the gym for for months, right? I'm in, right? It just takes once for me to kind of create that habit. However, if I go, if I don't go once, I also will create the opposite habit. So this morning, like I'm up here, it's like five in the morning. Like I'm also like cloudy and, and I've got all these supplements from the last round of going to the gym, which is about a year and a half ago up over the microwave in my kitchen. And so I pull out this pre-workout and I'm like, God, I need this stuff, right? I open it up and it's just like all gunky and like crystallized. And then I was like, damn, now how am I going to make it? Right. I'm going to drink coffee before I go in there. And I started to think I was like, really, I mean, I'm like scraping this stuff with that like plastic scoop. And, uh, you know, I just thought better of it and just went ahead and like went, uh, went solo. What pre-workout were you taking? It's called, um, I used to be a huge, by the way, I used to be a huge pre-workout guy, uh, about five, seven years ago. I just drink coffee now. I don't really, really mess with the uh, pre-workouts. Um, it's not that C4 stuff with all the caffeine in it. I went and found one that was supposed to be like organic and all this shit. I don't even think it really How works. many? Uh, well, the whole thing is like it's natural. It's all natural. And then you look at it, it says caffeine. It's uh, At the end of the day, it's the caffeine and stuff that right. really makes a difference. Yeah. Like but, straight up powdered caffeine at 530 a.m. <laughs> like, dude, that's not what you need. So what uh, What do you uh, – I used to take everything. I used to actually – I really like C4. I think it was about 300 milligrams, which uh, – what's a regular cup of coffee? <laughs> not 300 milligrams. Yeah, I think actually regular <laughs> cup of coffee might be 90. Yeah. So dude. if you're drinking – this it, thing is like taking a K cup and snorting it off the kitchen counter and going into the gym. I mean, that stuff will get you. I mean, electric. You're ready to run through a center block wall. You did in the pre workout, dude. All right, this is going to really probably rub our audience, maybe. But do you take the pre workout? And in about thirty minutes, you're you're a code red state of emergency. I mean. You got to go to the bathroom so bad that like you got no choice but to work out fast. And you're all your heart is just thudding in your chest. Like you see your T-shirt moving and you're just in there just ripping it in the gym. I don't care who you are, or what you're doing. C4 is that's that shit is dangerous, dude. I love C4. And the reason I love C4 is because it gets the tingles in your skin and you start to sweat a little bit. And I love the tingling feeling in your in your skin. And uh I like fast twitch too. I've taken the fast twitch. That's really good. I think it has about 300, but you know, so you got to be careful uh, to our young audience out there. Do not take pre-workout. I would say if you're under 20, what five, 20, if you're under tw- the age of 23, do not take pre-workout. I never took caffeine until I was about, I don't know, upper twenties, but, um, but, uh, you got to be careful. Also, some look at the content of these caffeines. The caffeine can do some things that you don't really want. You start shaking, jittery, <laughs> losing sleep. My dad, um, I went home one time and he was taking this pre-workout. And I was like, dad, what are you taking here? And he's like, this pre, I look at 600 milligrams of caffeine. 
And I said, what? And this is more than a Kentucky Derby racehorse takes. <laughs> Bro, it'll make get- your hair tingle. Like you can literally feel things that you've never felt before. You can see through things. And God bless the guy. I mean, dude, you can talk to a telephone pole on that stuff. I mean, that stuff is probably like a narcotic, but people love it, man. I'm telling you, you want to get going, it'll get you going. And, uh, you know, next thing you know, you'll be uh, <laughs> you'll be in the gym bathroom wondering how the hell you're going to uh, get out of there without making it look like a murder scene because because <laughs> it's bright red. Uh, <laughs> anyway. All right. C4. Not a good idea. Jim. Uh, Hey, yeah. Hold on. Yeah. C4 apparently only has 135. Is that per scoop or uh, two scoops? Because um, that can make a difference. And do you use two scoops of pre So what it, ta- it literally warns you on the label. It's like, hey, you better start with one scoop because you got to work your way up to two. Because I'm telling you, man, if I have literally, I kid you not, I have taken two scoops of that shit. And gone in, yeah. So, so one scoop is one thirty-five. Yeah. So I sense. take two scoops. No, right. no, and, and you do two scoops, and yeah. then you know, for some weird reason, I feel like everybody's like this. It says no more than two scoops. So you're just coming in here and you're Heaping piling, them. like oh, the, yeah. making the biggest scoops possible. And you know, you at the end of the day, it's three scoops. And I don't know why we all do this, but it says two scoops. I always do two and a half. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And dude, I've literally gone to the gym and literally had to like walk around a little, like get on the treadmill and just walk to get my like heart rate, like in line with what my body should be doing. I mean, that shit gets you going. And then like, then as soon as you get done, I've never been into like the protein too. Like I started doing the vegan protein because the whey protein, I would take that stuff and just feel like a hippopotamus when I leave. Dude, it's like, you just got done. It's early in the morning. I don't know when you're supposed to take any of this shit or how it's supposed to work or what you're supposed to do. It's like you said earlier, if you just eat some vegetables and drink some water and go to the gym, I feel like you're going to be like accomplish your goals as long as you're not trying to bench press a, a, a Volkswagen or something. But, um, yeah, it's like you t- you go in and you take that. And then just like I used to take all the shit in my car, right? Because they say you got to take the protein right after that. So you got like milk in your car. And, uh, it's so stupid. Like, do you mix your protein with milk? Uh, I had, I used to. Um, yeah, that can be almond a disaster. Milk, actually, almond milk. Yeah, yeah, it's better. Which is basically water. But the thing, I think protein, I've always taken protein after I work out. But I think you need to either take a, like a shake or you need to work or you need to eat. Right after you yeah. work out. That's always been like my method. But uh, check out the protein that you are taking. There's different kinds of different things. But usually whey protein isolate is like a very good and it gets into your yep. system real quick. But uh, it's about 60 bucks a barrel. You know? It depends on which ones you're buying. Uh, but, you know, the whole vegan protein thing is or, you know, vegetarian. Yeah. I do take that in the morning, but I take it because I feel like it's easy digesting yeah. and it gets into your system quicker, but I'm not a vegan or vegetarian. I just take it because uh, I hate, I hate eating salads. And, um, I had a salad count one time. I was going to try and eat three salads per week mm. and I couldn't even do that. I don't know what it is. I'll eat vegetables, but if you put a salad in front of me, I'm not doing it. Um, but um, my whole point is like protein is important and for everyone out there, and I know we're not like a fitness channel, but, uh, you know, get your protein in. If you're going to go to the gym and work out, that should be rule one is like eat right. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think at the end of the day, it's, uh, 
you know, pretty straightforward, even though I'm the one, you know, doing all this shit anyway. Um, anyway, so, I mean, where do we go next here? I mean, we got the masters. I did want to chat about that for a second because I think it's super cool that, um, that, uh, Matsuyama won it. Um, you know, it was otherwise pretty uneventful. What, um, what, uh, I thought was interesting. I felt bad for what's his face. Um, man, who's the dude that blew it? Xander Shoffley. He just reminded me of me on every single uh, round of golf, like every single hole. So his his thing was he sort of imploded after, you know, like on, t- on the back nine of the Masters when he's in contention. Like that, buddy, that's Sleep Dog's first shot off the tee. So. I feel him just not at that same sort of like, ain't that much money on the line when old sleep dog team. Yeah. Up. So with everything going on in America, I did like to see, uh, what's his name? Matsuyama. Hideki Matsuyama. Hideki Maki. Yeah. That, that guy that he just said, I don't want to miss. I don't want to be rude. <laughs> God, I can't pronounce his name. Um, uh, but, um, congrats to him with everything going on. I thought it was special for him to win. And obviously I think he's an amazing golfer. I also did. So you see the picks of, um, of him in the airport, kind of just chilling by himself, legendary, and uh, having the green jacket right there, just uh, beside him. I thought that was really cool, and it's also big for uh, Japan. Yeah, uh, first, I think he's the first first Japanese player to win a major. Yeah, so that that is a that's that's a huge accomplishment, and it, and it uh, you know I know they'll they'll really appreciate that. And he's kind of put them on the map as far as golf goes, uh, which is uh, is great for him. And I know I can only imagine the amount of pressure that he feels uh, trying to win a major. And so I'm glad that he got it at the Masters with all the criticism and everything going on. I thought that was great. Um, But um, speaking of that and the guy that exploded on the back nine, golf is back. This is how we started the Sleep Hawk Worldwide podcast. I got a story. (laughs) I played in an amazing course. Uh, last week called Seminole in Florida. Um, Donald Ross course. And I went into every bunker. And the worst part of my golf game is getting out of bunkers. And sleep can contend. Sleep's trying to get me out Mm. of a bunker. Mm. And uh, he's seen me try to get out of bunkers. And it really ate me up. But I played with a good buddy of mine, old teammate Bobby Fraser. And a past uh, guest on the Sleepwalk Worldwide uh, pod. And so we came back and we had some buddies in town. So we're going to do a golf match. It was um, it was me, Fraser, and a couple other buddies. Um, Tyler Zeller was there. Um, big group of guys. Um, a few other Tar Heels, but Antoine Jameson, Wes Miller. Were there too. So I said, listen, I got Fraser. Fraser played unbelievable over the weekend. And uh he comes out there to this to my home course as my partner. And this guy looks like he's never swung a club. And he just got off one of the toughest courses in the country and almost broke 80 at the course, which is at Seminole. At Seminole. Wow. If he breaks 80 at Seminole, that's impressive. And this guy fired up the same score as me, a 45 on the front nine at my home course. And after that, you know, it was one of those things where we were playing so bad 
the energy was bad in the cart. And I felt like <laughs> Frazier was even laughing at me before I put it. And he would make these comments. Uh, he hit a bad shot and like, don't worry, Tyler's got me. And then the whole group starts laughing. <laughs> and so, you know, my good friend, I left that, I left that round and I told him on the 18th hole, I'll never be your partner again. I'll never be able to pull for you on the golf course. And I'll never be like, I want to, I want to beat your ass. I want to take your money every single time. And, uh, I always hold that. And I just can't believe you played so bad and left me out to dry like that. But, um, I can attest that that was a weekend long thing. Um, and yeah, it was uh, old Bob. He's the, and listen, pretty much if you play golf, chances are you're a better golfer than me. Um, you know, and I played at old Chatham and not done so hot. I've played at a lot of goat tracks and not done so hot every now and then old sleep dog dropped one down in the eighties. Um, you know, but that's infrequent. I actually went out yesterday and, uh, yeah, it, I couldn't stop knife hooking the ball. Um, Golf, if I, my advice to you is if you haven't played golf and you're thinking about starting, just don't. I mean, that's the best best advice I can give you. Just watch it on TV. Uh, those guys, you know, um, just live vicariously. Fraser, so I'll just give you a rundown. Fraser's weak point is putting. And this guy couldn't putt Sounds through like a Hulu. somebody else we know. Yeah, I mean, oh, Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Yeah, so Cam, as you guys know, uh, you know, somebody always tunes in. And we yeah, try to get on him hold. on. He's got some insights Gosh. to a lot of days. He knows everything about everything. Yeah. But uh, one thing he doesn't know about is putting. Mm. So one of our best friends, a really good golfer, just can't putt. He can't putt within, I would say, about eight feet. Yeah, it's like that that unknown, like that undefinable spot where, like, you're far enough away that you're not really supposed to make it anyway, no matter how good you are. Like, he'll roll eight or ten footers up beside the hole all the time. You put him five feet and he's playing against me and the big hawk. And I'm telling you, man, old three putt, Zach. No, I mean, we're talking, we're talking, he four putted the last time we were out. And he, this guy hits the fairway and hits his irons in 10 feet from the hole every single time. And the dude, it says he's a scratch golfer. I believe him. He could probably be a damn on the corn Ferry tour if he could make anything resembling. Uh, 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 putt and dude, he's he's oh wow, it's we, it's we, fun to watch. He can get he, and so he he sticks with this putter. First rule of putting: if you can't putt, get a new putter. Always, and if you can't putt with that putter, get a newer one. Yep. Um. So Cam, if you can't drive, get a new drive. You can't yeah, play, just, get new clubs. Hey, I mean, that's one how theory always go by. An old Herm taught me this. Hermie Sadler. He said, "You can beat me at golf." I may not be the best at golf, but I will not let technology beat me. I will always have the newest technology, the newest clubs when it comes to golf. And so that's just something I've always lived by. But the thing is, we call Hulu, who sticks with this putter that was made when uh, I think it's the same putter that big Ben Hogan probably played yeah. with back in the day. And he would just get it right to the hole on his third putt. And it would just do around the world and lip on out. And I love it. And he does it. Does it probably twice around from about within two feet. And so we get to the point now Cam's so persistent where it's like, okay, just pick it up, Cam. Come on. But no, he's like, no, I got to putt these. He likes to putt it all the way to the hole. So have you ever played with anyone that like, you know, it's, it's within, it's within a foot. Just pick it up. It's good. No reason, no reason to grind over that. And so no, but he wants to putt everything. Yeah. And he wants to putt everything and then he won't give you anything. Nothing. 
forget it. It's like pace of play is very important to him until there's a three footer that you got to make for bogey and he wants to see it. Yeah. So here, my brother just tuned in, uh, Ben, and there's nobody that cheats more on the golf course <laughs> than Ben and uh, my whole family. And so uh, we had a family match one time. Everyone's cheating everyone. My dad has this illegal club called oh. the Spin Doctor. Oh God, that's and one of those that you buy on TV. Yeah, it's it's on TV, but it has these special grooves on it, so it puts like a spin on the ball. And so when you just land it, it just stops. It does not get <laughs> in. so you just go right at the hole every single time. Oh. And uh, guys, look it up. YouTube Spin the Doctor spin Golf doctor. Club. It is hilarious. It will spin on concrete. Uh, just to show you, which is funny. It's like the warrior. I went out yesterday and there was a guy out there who had literally had a warrior golf bag and a hat. I mean, it was like a rep. Um, yeah, those, those clubs are the, the, like one that you chip with, but it's shaped like a driver. Um, yeah, dude, I hate golf. I mean, I love it, but the, my, we've told this story several times. My favorite story is Cam calls us one day and tells us he just shot a 65. And I mean, we're like, holy shit. Like, uh, Damn, you got a whole set of warriors. This guy is a warrior. Uh, <laughs> you know, Chef Curry over here with the sticks. So he, uh, yeah, he calls us up, tells us he's got a, a shot of 65. We're like, well, damn, like you don't really doubt it. I mean, maybe every dog has his day. Maybe he hit a couple putts, a shot of 65. We go out there the next day. Now, this is during COVID and the cups are a half inch out of the ground, which mm-hmm. at first you don't even realize. But I mean, all, all you got to do is uh, old dink one up to the hole and, and count it. Basically and I mean, bowling. We are murdering putts from five feet and like banging them <laughs> off the side of the cup. I mean, dude, any a blind man could putt <laughs> on with the cups pulled out of the ground. And so easily Cam got 10 strokes by... Uh, by putting with the cups up. So it kind of made me think like, Hey, golf would be a lot more fun. Maybe <laughs> if these cups were, uh, were pulled up out of the ground. So I had a shot. That was when the big Hawk, uh, had an ACE, but not a hole in one. Uh, another story for another day. Yeah, guys, listen. So long story short, cam wants to, you know, cam told us he has 65. I go out there and as, as sleep said, the cups were raised and, uh, so I get in there and I just ding one in uh, mm. on a par three ding one in from my tee shot for a one a one i was there to and i it. take my club i throw it around up in the air and i'm like celebrating and i was like i just got a hole in one and uh i start running around cam sitting there's like that's not a hole in one let him crack a smile i said what are you talking about cam you shot 65 yesterday i know you recorded that on your gin app true that's a one and uh so we get the we get the golf pro out there. I'm about to save my scorecard because I was going to frame it. And uh, yeah, so the long story short is um, <laughs> <laughs> for those uh, of those listening at home, Tyler's brother Ben just chimed in and said, "Horrible story, well timed." And uh, so, long story short is I ended up sending an email to the USGA. And they said it's not a hole in one, uh, but it is a one on your scorecard. So I, that's the only one I've ever had. Yeah, it's one more than <laughs> I've ever had. Uh, yeah. So anyway, like uh, it is golf season, too. I played, like I said, yesterday. And the thing that, that bothered me most about the round was I saw about six snake tracks in the sand pit. So, um, you know, there's that type of season again. Uh, I, I must have. Dude, I spent $50 in golf balls. And uh, Rishi down here, my buddy Rishi said, I'm a great driver. 
of the golf cart, which is true. Um, so yeah, I mean, any golfers out there, you know, want to, uh, you know, put us up for a night at the, at Augusta, uh, we'll probably turn you down just because, uh, you know, we'll leave some sod out there for the rest of you, but masters was done. Uh, let's see what we got the bachelorette June 7th. I mean, we've sort of, the, the pod has evolved, you know, we've, we've really become a lot more sophisticated, um, uh, and, and, and we were kind of forced to do that because The Bachelor is is has been over and some weird stuff going on. I saw today where one of the old bachelors came out as gay. It's great for him. I mean, hey, nothing wrong with that. Good, good, uh, more power to him. Uh, just a lot of news buzz surrounding The Bachelorette. It's uh, Katie coming out. I'm I'm jacked for this one. Um, kind of hope she leaves single. Yeah, I'm looking forward to The Bachelorette as too. I mean, you know, we got to cover that. Um yeah, I'm not sure where we're going, but um, the Bachelorette. Uh, yeah, it would be interesting. Um, we got a ways to go, man. June 7th, they dropped it as if it's going to like start next week. And I got all, I was like, oh, well, we can talk about that. And then I was like, well, shit, June 7th. I mean, that's like three months away. So uh, I don't know. Anything else? We got a couple of random questions along the way. Uh, apparently, Zag's assistant coach to Arizona is confirmed. That was. Um, that was uh, rumored to be true. Um, not very exciting, however. Anything else, Big Hawk? No, but I will say that uh, Sean Miller should have been fired a long time ago. Uh, anybody watch those uh, HBO documentary um, on um, college athletics and to see him and Will Wade um, still coaching after that came out um, is uh, is not a good look. Um and uh, he should have been gone a long time ago. But I'm glad to see that Arizona's making the right move, heading in the right direction. Uh, I'm curious because Arizona's always been like a powerhouse team. They've always had good quality teams. So uh, that'll be exciting. And, yeah, so we'll we'll cover uh, who becomes assistant coaches on Carolina's staff. And um, we'll finally, you know, we'll break it down. Maybe we'll get start getting some guests. Uh let us know who you want on here and we'll try to get him on as guests. Maybe we get Hubert on here and talk about, uh, you know, what his vision is with the team and where he wants to go. That would be great. Hubert's like, he's an unbelievable person, uh, would be, would be great to get his insights and thoughts on what he wants to do and accomplish, uh, with this team and how he's going to play to give you guys a little preview. And, uh, one other thing is also, we talked about it and we're going to start doing some whiskey reviews. It's not going to be a long podcast. We'll just jump on live. Me and sleep are passionate about our whiskeys. And, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll come in here. We'll break them down. We break down anything from just cheap whiskey to exclusives. And those who don't know me and sleep have a, we have a very, very select whiskey collection at home and we can probably compete with any whiskey store in the south so we're looking forward to that as well definitely every abc store in north carolina which has nothing guys so i told you those of you just joining if i'm doing this thing the dog is right here her breath is atrocious we got to get out of here uh anything else you got to cover here big hawk stay safe stay safe